Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make empowering, soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for tuning in today. We have got a beautiful story to share today. We have Sarah, who is a mum of two living in Perth and running a birth photography business. She's a long-term coffee lover and a warm, gentle person. She has anxiety, which was really apparent in pregnancy and postpartum. And when pregnant with her second, she watched her cesarean birth. And this is the story she's going to share with us today. So welcome, Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you both <laughs> for having me and, um, yeah, wanting to hear and let me share my story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I suppose I'll start from the beginning. Um, I've always, um, as you said in my intro, had I've always had anxiety, but um, – when I became pregnant with my first, it definitely those anxious those anxieties ramped up. I guess because um, it wasn't just me; it was also this you know new little lady that I was going to be responsible for. Mm. Um, and like, and um, I kick myself now, but like I was just really scared of childbirth. Um, I grew up hearing the story, my mother's story of when I was born, and it wasn't a great experience for her so I I never really knew that birth could be a positive or beautiful empowering experience um so for me when I was pregnant with my daughter like six years ago now um I only thought I only knew that I only thought I could get um continuity of care through the private model with a hospital um and to be honest, like the couple of friends that had had, had babies in the public system, um, they hadn't had great experiences either. So um, I was just going with what I thought was right for me and my anxiety, like seeing the same midwife and same obstetrician every month, um, you know, being able to call on them if I had any worries and that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, so as my daughter's pregnancy as it, as it progressed, um, from about 26 weeks, she was in the breech position and, um, and then it came like, she just wasn't moving. She was obviously, they didn't know if, um, my uterus was shaped a certain way or, or if she was just comfy where she was. Um, but yeah, she just, she didn't move from about 26 weeks and I was offered, um, when it was about 38, 36, 37 weeks, I was offered an ECV, I think it was like Christmas Eve, and they're like, but there's a chance you're going to labour. And I was like, I don't want to have a baby on Christmas. So <laughs> I declined having um, an ECV and we booked in for my, the obstetrician I was seeing is with it, with her being breech, your only option is a cesarean. Um, and that's all I knew at the time growing up my friends that had had breech babies, they'd had cesareans as well. So it didn't occur to me that, um, you know, a vaginal breech birth uh, was uh, possible. So, so yeah, I just remember, um, you know, because of my anxiety about 
childbirth, like when they were like, yep, you're booked in for a Caesar. Like it was that I almost, I felt like a sense of relief, like, cause I was just that petrified of childbirth that I was like, oh, thank God. Like I don't have to do that, but I just didn't know how my body is birth. Like I just didn't, I guess I was that conditioned by the system and society that, and growing up hearing negative birth stories that I just didn't have that power within me to um, think about it or think anything else. Like just trusting the, you know, what your care provider says is what's the most important thing for me, which I'm sure, you know, obviously there is reasons when they do say that. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we were booked in for um, a cesarean. And even though like they were like, oh, yes, it's an elective cesarean. And, but I'm like, well, I didn't really have a choice. So that, you know, those kind of things rubbed me up the wrong way. And then when they told me I wouldn't be able to have skin to skin in theater, I was really upset. Um, so, yeah. And then I know on the day that when she was born, um, it was pretty much, they just kind of held her over the curtain and it was, and we didn't know we were having a girl. And I was like, you know, we announced, Dave and I announced that it was a girl and then they just took her away immediately. And I know Dave was really like, I don't know what to do. Do I, do I go with the baby or do I stay with you? Like he was felt really torn in that situation as well. Um, but yeah. And so with hers, I kind of felt like I was, I don't know if disassociated is the right word, but like, Mm -hmm. I just felt Mm -hmm. that because it was all happening behind the curtain, um, you know, I'd never, I didn't go into labor, um, at all. Like it was, I was 39 weeks with her. So, um, I just felt that I wasn't, it wasn't a connected, um, experience for me. It kind of all just happened. And then there's a baby and that's how it felt. Um, so then with my son, I got pregnant when my daughter was about just over one. So with that, I felt instant, um, guilt, (laughs) mum guilt for being, getting pregnant while my baby was still such a baby. Mm. Um, and again, I, I was still quite nervous of childbirth and I went private again, but with a different obstetrician, I did speak with him um, throughout my pregnancy about a VBAC and I guess because I didn't know any different he he was like you know my recommendation is a repeat cesarean um, and another thing that was playing on my mind as well was that my son was due on the 23rd of December and I was like oh my daughter won't even be two I don't you know want to be in hospital on Christmas or you know, my birthday is on a leap year and it's a really strange day. And I was like, I can't imagine what it would be like for people when they're born on Christmas or even just that period between Christmas and New Year. So no offence to anybody, but (laughs) 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 Um, I know like even my son now, he's 10 days before Christmas and it's kind of like he gets birthday presents wrapped in Christmas wrapping. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so And another thing was that the obstetrician, he said that if you don't go into labour, because it was a private hospital, they wouldn't induce me at all. Um, So he's like, you might stay pregnant for however long and then not go into labour anyway and then we've got to do a caesarean with a bigger baby, blah, 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 blah. Um, Not really, you know, selling the idea of a VBAC, I guess. Um, But, yeah, so when we were like, okay, let's let's do um, a caesarean again, and he handed me a birth plan and I was like, oh, what, 
what's this for? I'm having a Caesar. And he was like, well, you've, you still have options. And I was like, oh, well, like what? And he was like, well, you can watch the birth. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, will I faint? And he, he said, no, you're laying down so you can't faint. And my husband <laughs> was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to watch that. And I was like, well, I do. Like it's I'm giving birth. I want to see it. Like I just all like any of that kind of stuff I love watching, like even like nature and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like it just fascinates me. Um, so, yeah, so we, you know, on our birth plan, we said we were going to watch. And even on the day, I remember the obstetrician saying um, before we went into theatre, he came and saw us in the room and he was like, are you going to, so we're going to watch? And I was like, yep. And he was like, good, I would have made you anyway. So I feel that that was you know, I've told this story to other people and they're like, I can't believe a private obstetrician was offering that. Like, cause I mean, I didn't know it was an option at the time. And that's why I love to tell this story so that people do know that it is an option. Um, so yeah, so we went into theater and then it was the usual, like I remember going in there and just thinking, oh wow, there's just so much stuff I don't recall from Zoe's birth. Um, like it was the same hospital, but, you know, just how many people were in the room and how cold it was, all those kind of um, memories I'd just completely forgotten. Um, but, yeah, so once I was all prepped um, and then they let you know that when you can hear the suction, which it kind of sounds, I guess, like when they're frothing the milk on a coffee machine, that kind of noise, they're like that's when they're sucking the amniotic fluid away and that means baby's going to be born imminently so they when we heard that I knew he was going to be I didn't know we were having a boy but um, I knew that he would be arriving shortly so then they dropped the curtain and his head was just at my lower abdomen Um, and then they kind of pulled him out in I think it was kind of like three stages like his head was there and then they kind of lifted him out from under his arms and like so he was part way down his chest and then they lifted him out a little bit more and then a little bit more and it was just uh, incredible like it gives me goosebumps even just um, talking about it now but it's like I mean there's not like I know there's I understand that there's a huge um, cocktail of hormones going on when you're in labor and that kind of thing but I just I honestly feel just like by witnessing him emerge it was like I just had that rush of hormones and just being so um, involved and being able to witness that it was just I just it, man, I'm getting teary but you know like just um, <laughs> incredible for me because um, like now I feel like ripped up in, like I've not gone into spontaneous labor I've never felt a contraction but I'm so glad that I had that experience where I watched him be born like it was just I just loved it and um yeah, so and my husband he didn't faint or anything either, so <laughs> that was a bonus. Um but yeah, so um yeah, um so I really, you know, thoroughly enjoyed that experience over my daughter's birth just because it was very much um yeah, I was involved, I got to witness and see and you know, um, yeah, it was just incredibly special for me and my husband. So, yeah, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I really love that your obstetrician recommended that. Yes, I mean, I mean, he must know. He must have known how 
special that can really be for the mother and the father and the family. Yes. For that to happen because it is so, like, I was getting teary. I mean, I'm so, it's so beautiful. Like, that's your baby yeah. and you got to see your baby leave your body. I mean, I don't know. Does it get much better? I don't think so. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, I mean, I don't know if I said it in full before, but, like, there's, you know, there's not a, a huge amount of difference in space between your lower abdomen and, you know, your vagina. So, yeah, you know, like maybe my me watching that, my body, like was like oh it's it's happening you know like kind of thing I don't know if it did or but you know I definitely and I just remember that baby high afterwards with him was it just felt so intense after like in a good way but you know like um and maybe it was because he's my second and I was a bit more relaxed and a bit more chilled out the second time around um but yeah, so I'm super grateful that um, my obstetrician had offered that because otherwise I just, I wouldn't have known just like all my other options, I wouldn't have known. So, so now I'm a big um, advocate for telling that story. So thank you so much for allowing me to come on to your podcast and share it. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important for women to have options when it comes to this, um, to their births. Like, yeah, Definitely. I feel like it would just, um, well, I'm assuming it would just make you feel a lot more connected to yourself, connected to your baby, connected to the experience. Like, I guess when there's a, I mean, really like birth is kind of, although we know a lot of us know a lot about it and what's happening, it is kind of a little bit abstract. And I, I, I kind of keep thinking back to how I describe why I wanted my own children at my births because it is this kind of abstract concept to them. But I also think to us as well, because it is so crazy what happens. Like one minute there's a baby inside of you that you can't yeah. see at all. You don't know what they look like. You don't know how big they are. You don't know if they've got hair and all this stuff. And then the next minute they're there, right? And you're like, oh, my yeah. God, like you were inside my womb. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um but then absolutely like I feel like the way that you then got to view that it just it almost can it, it feels to me like it almost connected it in your brain a little bit more that this baby is coming out of you rather than yeah. the view not being there with a the curtain being up and then suddenly a baby appears. Yeah, yeah, like I was removed from her birth, but this birth, his birth, I was involved in. Um, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like that's all I can think of it. Like when you were telling the story, it was like, yeah, like that just makes sense really. And like, it, it, I mean, it's obviously not for everybody to witness it and view it. Like some people just don't want to know that. And, you know, that's that's absolutely their right to make that decision. Mm. But it, it feels to me like that makes sense like yeah we should be watching that happening if that's the way we're choosing to but yes absolutely like at least be told your options and I think it's great now like a lot of hospitals um you know they start doing skin to skin in theater and all that kind of thing as well which I think's you know it's fantastic especially like cesarean mums and um if it's been like an elective cesarean and so it's a great way, I guess, for all those hormones to start like with milk and all that oxytocin release and all that kind of stuff as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's wonderful and, um, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, don't, I don't do gory things, um, but I could do that. So if for anyone that did you see um, gory things really? Because all the I would say say like all the like the, the cutting and things like that were were done without you seeing, correct? Like it was really just oh yes. maybe coming out. So yeah, yeah. So there was still. Um, you know, my memory is quite blurry of the event. Um, but, you know, like I remember obviously where the opening was that um, I guess because there was like my bump as well was still apparent. So that I remember it had like I think like like those blue, um, the sterile sort of cloths on it. Um, but I know that I'm pretty sure there still would have been like he had some blood and fluid all over him and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't like. Chainsaw Massacre or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in the ones that I have witnessed um, of that, it's quite similar. Like, the, it's not like the cut is huge. Like, they still have to get the baby out. It's like quite similar to like a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like, they come out like that, yeah. you know? They have to still squeeze them out. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, how was then your like immediate postpartum? Did you do anything different to your second, to, like with second time compared to your first? Um, I definitely, even though I had a toddler, um, I definitely took it slower. Mm. Um, you know, just trying first time around, just trying to do all the things. Um, but you know, the second time around, um, I definitely took it slower. And, um, I did ask for help, like, you know, I wasn't embarrassed to ask for help if I needed it. Um, you know, if I needed it with housework or, you know, so I had a lot, I had a great support. Um, you know, I, I don't know, sometimes us mums feel guilty for asking for help or we feel as if we're, you know, oh God, they'll think we're struggling or a failure if we can't keep on every and keep on top of everything. Um, so yeah, I definitely asked for help a lot more the second time around and yeah, just took it slow. And, um, I know that like with Zoe, she was quite small when she was born and I found breastfeeding incredibly stressful. You know, I thought, oh yeah, you just pop her on and that'll be it. But no, like it was like a skill that I had to learn and she had to learn and, um, yeah, I found it really intense and, um, probably for about the first six weeks feeding her, I was just like, I just, I just hated it. Like, I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be like, I guess, cause now we don't grow up in a village where we see women breastfeeding all the time and that kind of thing. Like, I don't really recall seeing many people breastfeed, mm. um, you know, growing up. So, um, but then, so I was quite nervous with my second thing. Oh God, am I going to hate it again? And, but I reckon if I would have, if I gave him a hamburger, he would have eaten it. Like he was just a drink. To eat. <laughs> like it still had that, you know, the real intense let down feelings for the first couple of weeks, but it was, um, yeah, that, that whole process of not being stressed out feeding or when it was coming, like when they were needing a feed, I didn't have that the second time around and I wasn't worried about supply and all that kind of thing. I just, I think not stressing about that really helped as well. Um, and just trusting yourself more. I think that like, yeah. I don't know, I've got um, just trusting your intuition a bit more the second time around and, you know, put down the phone and don't 
I wasn't on Google as much. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's hard to know yeah. if it's like just because it was the second time around or because you had a different experience because, you know, I really do feel yeah. like our birth experience is like um, really um, kind of a shown up in our mothering as well, especially like how we're feeling around the birth and stuff It then like um, transpires into into motherhood and I just yeah I was curious as to whether you felt like because you had that yeah different experience the second time postpartum felt easier but yeah it is hard to know because it is second time around and you're not doing that big huge shift of maiden to mother yes yeah but no yeah no I um I understand what you're saying that you know um how our birth experience can impact on our motherhood experience as well um yeah I guess I guess it's kind of a question you don't really know but um I guess when you've had a um an experience that where you've felt positive about it like you just it's kind of like you're getting into motherhood a step ahead rather than maybe already having some doubts or having some feelings about your birth experience yeah yeah amazing so I want to ask you now if you were to be talking to a pregnant woman who was planning an elective c-section and was wanting to do something similar to what you've done what kind of advice would you give her uh definitely um, you know, these days in Perth, there's um, several hospitals where you can even do um, a maternal assisted cesarean where you can pull, like, you get to help pull baby out yourself and straight onto your chest. So I would just, I would, you know, let her know that that's an option. Go to these hospitals and just find a care provider that you're comfortable with that, um, you know, cherishes your experience as yours isn't you know, like, oh, this is just another birth because our births are so important for us. So, um, yeah, I would just really, yeah, look look for a care provider that aligns with you and what you would like in your birth experience um, and ask for help afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that recovery can be tough. Yeah. yeah. And get a photographer. Yeah. Sarah Bresson, <laughs> yeah. <birth> photography. <laughs> Have you been to um, like C-sections? I've photographed a couple. Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's, yeah, just walking into that environment. Like I, I mm-hmm. did one at the hospital where I had my babies. And it's just, it's just crazy what your mind um, can do to you. Because like I remember like, when I was being wheeled to theatre from our room to theatre, like I felt like we were just being wheeled forever. Like I thought, are we ever going to get there? Like, but then when I was walking there as a photographer, I was like, oh, it's it's really not that far away from the room. Like, <laughs> so it's just crazy that, you know, I guess um, what your hormones and what your nerves can be doing to you when you're, you know, heading in, you know, you're going to be having a baby. Like it's it's not just the experience of a cesarean, but you're going to be a mum now. And especially with your first time around, you're like, oh, my God, like it's just so overwhelming. But, um, but no, I do have a soft spot for cesarean mamas. Um, you know, quite often if 
especially if they've been in labour and then it heads into an emergency caesarean, it can, you know, they're quite exhausted by the end of it. So if anything, photos are so important in that time frame for them because things might be happening that they're, you know, just too exhausted to notice, even, you know, even with um, a vaginal delivery as well. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, how special. Oh, That's so special that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get to do yeah. that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can imagine. I would love it too. Yeah. I am not a good photographer. Like I'd have my iPhone, but I would love it because I just want to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I'd have to be like, no, don't cry. Don't like just concentrate on the photos. Oh, like, yeah. I'll, oh, totally. Yeah, I'll cry later when I'm finished. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, oh. Tell us, tell us oh, where we yeah. can find you in case anyone is looking for a birth photographer in Perth oh awesome um so they can find me on instagram sarah photography, and then if you google the same um it'll come up with my website so um yeah so if you if you like what you see definitely reach out I would um yeah I love capturing birth stories they're just so magical and it's not um you know the moment of birth is obviously the climax of the story, but there's just so much to it in the lead up and then all those quiet, soft moments after the birth. Like it's just, and I'm so lucky, so lucky to be able to do this for families. So, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. That was so beautiful. It felt like, I don't know, like I feel really calm and soft and gentle right now. I don't know if it's just the way you tell it, but um. Yeah, it, it was like a really beautiful story. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was a really beautiful story. So, yeah, definitely thank you so much for sharing. No, thank you for inviting me. It's, um, yeah, it's really lovely to share and, you know, let other women know that there's those options out there for you. So there's always options with whatever way your birth takes you. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.